0: Five percent in 2023
1: yeah i do believe so eventually probably like towards the very end of the year because i still am sticking with my q3 is likely when uh, cuts are going to happen and i think the first cut they're going to be real sweet and sexy and do a three-quarter percent cut and that's going to be just magic to the real estate market
0: yeah Hey, guys! Welcome into today's episode of Money Moves. Of course, your host Maddie A, my brother Mr. Bree. Well, so Joe, yeah. Merry belated Christmas, Merry. We're rolling into the new year here. This is officially our last episode. I thought you 20- twenty, yeah, twenty
1: two. I had people DMing me like it was great. Oh,
0: well, thanks for the. Sh-. I'm like, we sure. still got one more. Pretty sure we got one more. But hey, today is. December 27th, and we're going to be making some predictions. I'm going to be peppering Mr. Breedwell with some questions today on stocks, real estate, pop culture of what he thinks is going to go down in 2023 for your viewing and listening pleasure and... Of course, we talk all things stocks, real estate, investment, and personal finance to help you in your wealth building journey. So hopefully these are conversations that get you thinking about some of the things that can positively impact your financial journey in this next 12 months. I got a question for you. What was one of your, before we even dig into all of this, what was one of your highlights this year on the business side and on the personal side? Um... On the personal
1: side, I got my like house completely done for landscaping, which was like... The house looks amazing. Oh,
0: Perfect just, for partying, entertaining. The backyard's awesome. My wife's already... The 90s the birthday fr- party. Front
1: yard now. And I'm like, oh, God. But that was good on the personal side. On the business side, um, we just expanded. We opened an office in Nevada. So that, that was nice. Um, just good growth. Good year-over-year growth, um, great new clients, experiences with new clients, doing fun business things. Um, probably that was the the biggest highlight for me. I think is just all that wrapped up into one.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good year. Lots of opportunities, lots of challenges, lots of learning lessons lots of great wins too. So I'm excited for what the new year holds. And uh, hopefully you're taking some time to reflect on your goals, your year. Oftentimes, if you're like me, or if you're like Ryan, we're constantly in a hurry to get to the next milestone, the next win, because that's just the way we're all built, right? We like to go out and conquer and achieve and elevate and level up. But sometimes you forget to give yourself credit for all of the ground that you've covered. Mm -hmm. I mean, the good stuff is great. Right. But even then, the challenges that you've overcome, some of, you know, the things that you've been forced to face and deal with and how you've grown as a person, how you've grown your financial literacy, have grown your relationships. I think my personal win for this year was, um, you know, in in light of all of the, you know, three deaths in the family this year and very short periods of time and unexpected, like I just felt so much closer to my wife this year Mm. Um, and Marie's my 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 best friend as it is, and we get along great, and we have lots of fun. And you know, parenting obviously comes with its challenges when you got little amazing soul suckers that create all these you know um, challenges in terms of like marriage. But we just grew stronger. And through all those challenges, when you find instead of a wedge mm-hmm. being created, like a connection being formed on a much deeper level, that was for sure one of the highlights. So shout out to Marie. We had a great date night with you guys on that was Friday. Really fun, Yeah, that,
1: that was super fun. fun. Steak was delicious. Wine was good. That, Friends were better.
0: Yeah, that was a great time. So with that being said, as we talk about this next 12 months and some of the predictions, Um, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. So you can call in, tune in and tell us if we were right or wrong, uh, if, and when those things come to fruition. If you enjoy the show, all we ask is that you subscribe, you leave a review, share this with a friend, a family member. Don't forget to take advantage of all the things that we have available to our Millionaire Mindcast community. So if you want your free financial x-ray and your investment portfolio that Ryan and his amazing team do, which is? My amazing team. Your amazing amazing
1: team. Yeah, my team will go through your current portfolio, your current investment holdings, we will tell you what you're doing, what we think you're doing wrong, what we think we can, what we think we can do better. Uh, we'll review insurance, talk about insurance stuff with you, talk about how you can use some of your assets currently to maybe reposition them into real estate. Those are for people that normally have a lot of assets already. We're talking about a quarter million dollars plus, non-qualified stuff. Um, it's just a holistic overview of what you're currently doing. We put it all and boil it down into a plan, and then we show you how it can work for your Working in retirement years, and so you don't just have a bunch of investments; you have a financial plan, and then you can make actions off of it. Because nowadays, a lot of people make decisions based off of um, TikTok videos, which that's soon to be gone. I think here soon they just moved to ban that on government um, devices. Thank goodness. Um, but just, I don't. You'll notice that I don't do like I don't do the fucking stupid video things sorry not that you yours are bad but (laughs) i i just don't do the like let me walk around and let me take a video of like a car and
0: you're not like busting out like a move like mid no street or mid restaurant no to get a couple extra views i would tell you that if uh, a lot of the concepts
1: that people talk about in those videos are good but generally they're making the videos to market to sell you something because they're they're not good at aggregating they don't have a, qual- a really high quality product that that aggregates people to them. So you should be very careful about stuff like that, in my opinion. Um, a lot of times in the real estate world, they're trying to sell oh, you yeah. a course. We'll sell you a planner, but that's to help you, not to help us. Um, we don't sell courses. Facts. Yeah, yeah, Richlifestore.com. Yeah. <laughs> we do not sell courses. We sell planners so you can write your shit down so you don't forget it, which is really nice because yeah. I have a moleskin.
0: Yeah, I, so if, if you text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555, you can connect with Ryan and his team. And that's just one way that you can find a way to engage and interact in an actual capacity and in proximity to what Ryan and his team do. Um, That's free of charge to you guys. There's nothing, you know, no strings attached on that. That's just something that we like to do. And if you decide that you feel more confident working with someone like Ryan, great. And if not, you got a legitimate financial plan and audit that, you can take back to your financial planner and say, hey, tell me a little bit more about what they found here, why we're doing this, right? And that's all we want to do is create the conversations. Same thing, if you're an accredited investor, you want to get on my deals list, text the word deals to that same phone number, 844-447-1555 for investment opportunities and syndications. I usually put out, one, two, this year was a good year because there were some really great opportunities that I was a part of, three syndications, but really just looking at different deal flow, right? And then of course, don't forget to head over to millionairemindcast.com to check out more of our resources. We got upcoming events, which yep. is are more close mastermind daily events. We're doing another Wealth Wine and Dine event out in Napa here in Q1. So text the word events to that same phone number. And if you're not on my text uh, letter list, uh, just text the word notes and you'll get a weekly text from me with all kinds of cool stuff. So with that being said,
1: we got some some interesting
0: stuff. That has a, get your rich life planner. Yeah. Just to clarify right now, we just have the digital copy for sale. A lot of people have been asking about the physical planner that's going to be coming. Um, that's going to be arriving from, um, our supplier and printer mid January, uh, to like mid late January. So we're a little bit behind the eight ball there, but um, that'll be something that you can have a physical planner in hand and we'll uh, be sure to let you guys know when that is available for shipping. In the meantime, you can purchase, you know, the digital copy and start getting after it um, and print that out. A lot of people have been sending me messages, printing it out, putting it in binders, all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, you can check that out at, um, therichlifeplanner.com or millionmycast.com forward slash store. Dude, just continuing to watch this train wreck unfold on uh, SBF. Oh man. Like what? he, he obviously lined the pockets of the right government officials, the right people, out on two hundred fifty million bail. That's pretty that's living a- with his parents back yep. right, living with his parents. Somehow I can afford ten
1: thousand dollars a week in security fees. You know, Stujius, this there they say money don't grow on trees, but it definitely grows near vegans who eat lots of plants. <laughs> uh, his girlfriend
0: we- pled guilty this week. But they both pled guilty. Yeah, to fraud. And b-
1: yeah, and they're both they both have similar charges. I just think she has break points in hers that are going she's going to be eligible for parole at earlier dates and stuff. I don't think he's going to be eligible for parole and I think he'll just I think he may like die in prison. Which is what he would deserve if we're being uh, honest. I mean, looks
0: like a nice guy, obviously a piece of shit. That guy Do you think deserve- he's a piece of shit? Oh, yeah. And he knew exactly what he was doing. Or do you think he just happened to be the fall guy of a much bigger scheme and he was just the front man?
1: Nope. When you
0: are at that level, you are, you know what you're doing. There's just, there's, because when I I hear him talk, there's so many times where I literally hear him talk and I'm like, oh, yeah. This guy sounds like such a. Right. Every, every single we, like, like every single how can, con artist, he a mastermind or? like bernie Madoff, i was like this dude sounds sharp
1: well he looks and, he looks like he can fit the mold once you know what he is right yep he doesn't necessarily fit
0: the mold but that no. doesn't mean he's he's not who he is there but even then when they were grilling him on questions you know he it was like he didn't even know how to respond with or he's been or he's been I coached, coached me by I mean, his lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think he's just going to play dumb, but yeah, no, he knew, he knew that to an extent that it's criminal of what he was doing. There's no doubt in my mind. If I had people sending me that amount of money, even if I just own the company, I know what's happening with the money. I may not be in the day-to-day operations. No CEO is, but if you go ask Mark Cuban, yeah. I'm not saying is a great or, or, or bad person, but just any CEO that's well-known They don't know their day-to-day operations, but they know that things are generally going well and if there's money and where it's at. It would be... You can't... I I just don't to explain it besides saying when you're an adult, you have like... You have culpability for things that you do. And there's a level of understanding you have to have on things because you're an adult. He's an adult. He knew what he was doing at least to a level of, of... criminality yeah he may not have known that it was going on to the level that it was because he may have thought that him and his little side chick were just pumping cash out on the side doing unlimited loans to each other to cover debt you know taking a credit card to pay another credit card essentially
0: robbing peter to pay paul yeah
1: but maybe he didn't know about the people internally but it's it's ultimately his fault if if you go look back at any CEO or something, if there's fraud at the company, the CEO is culpable because they're in charge of running the company. They're the chief executive officer. That is not a title you hold just to hold it. Yep. You know, Jamie Dimon goes and testifies in front of Congress. They don't ask for the, oh, send your head, your best banker in the Midwest. No, they want the CEO of the company. You are, you are, you are accountable for the actions of your company. Mm-hmm. So um, he should go to jail. He should die in jail. I uh, don't wish him the best,
0: hopefully he has a long slow life so let's let's kick- let's kick off the twenty twenty three predictions then will sam bankman freed he may die it. in twenty twenty three if he goes to jail well his trial will be a long trial. I highly doubt he will go to i don't know if it'll be done in twenty twenty three but do you think he will survive twenty twenty three will someone go after him? And will his security accidentally, he, you know, you know, I, fall asleep on the job for three hours, or will his uh, security cameras go offline for three hours, or you get what I'm saying, right?
1: Yeah, I um I think he paid enough people enough of the right people to be alive. I do think he's gonna have to answer for his crimes though. Cause I think he's gonna take the fall. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Which is shocking because I initially I was like, oh man, he is in the Bahamas, he's good to go. The bohemian government was even sounding like they, they didn't care. They had some stuff working in the background with that to get that done. So I, I think time will tell. I don't have a really great prediction on that besides grab the popcorn because it's going to be fun
0: to watch. So that leads to the next prediction of 2023 with really this being one of the massive dominoes that fell this year in the world of crypto. And how Say volatile it. things have become Say because it. of it and still more to come Say that it. we're still starting to see. Say it. Follow me. Will the crypto market get regulated in twenty twenty three? Absolutely. About time.
1: And thank God, because if that there was any sort of regulation whatsoever, not that what is happening with FTX wouldn't have happened, but not to the level that it is happening. Um mm-hmm. We also have issues potentially with Grayscale, Ethereum, and Bitcoin trust on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, Talk a little bit more about what's going on there. I'm seeing the SEC push them pretty hard for their proof of funds. They're saying that their accounting does not meet GAAP standards. There are special GAAP standards. GAAP is general accepted accounting practices. um, And there's specific ones that you have to do for filings they're essentially saying that their proof of funds equates to $0. So you need to go ahead and redo this, or we need to go ahead and take a little bit of a dive into your books here because your proof of funds don't line up to where you have funds. So we need to know what's going on here. Um, it's interesting. It's What's interesting to me about that is if that if if Grayscale, which is high, a more highly regulated entity because it works through a trust system through an ETF, which is an exchange-traded product, um, it would be very shocking that they squeaked by and got that one through. That would essentially show that crypto just is, has too many revolving doors and it would probably be just, it would be regulated to the point where it doesn't make sense to use, which is what I believe is, is going to happen to Bitcoin. Or they're going to introduce something that will replace Bitcoin and make it not, it won't make sense to use Bitcoin because, again, the regulations are, are roadblocks that they put up. Um. So, yeah, I think, I think 2023, there will be crypto regulation. Uh, we saw Brazil just pass their crypto regulation, I believe, this week or last week. Um, you have uh, Italy mm-hmm. you know, implementing. Uh, we talked about Algorand's uh, blockchain for all their uh, banking transactions now. Which oh, cut? I heard that's going to cut down uh, fees on their c- citizens by an equivalent of U.S. thirty-six million dollars. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, um, but the the get your money out of Bitcoin for the last goddamn time. So, I don't know how to tell you that anymore clearer than I can. When regulation comes, Bitcoin works. It, it cannot exist with regulation because it's 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 supposed to be decentralized and no regulation the people helping the people because that's worked out great Hmm. uh it's gonna go to i mean literally that one i was i was a little surprised at solana because it had some vc money behind it it'll probably go to zero um ethereum still looks good there's a lot of projects that are still humming along but the rubber is going to kind of get pressed to the road here for a lot of them. So a lot of stuff that I know is going to go to nothing. And I put thousands of dollars into it. it will just go to nothing. But I'm trying to help these people out that are like Michael Saylor. And they've, they've literally hit the uh, like the crack rock of their life, which it's Bitcoin. Um, get out of it. I don't, I'm not hating on you. I'll make fun of you and I still, and we'll continue to do it. But you can, we can both come together right now and you can listen to me. And I'll help save you lots of money and lots of headache of getting your money locked up on an exchange. Put your money into real assets. Put your money into real estate, real estate investments, personal real estate, stocks, insurance, real
0: things that are really
1: not that sexy, but really work really good for really rich people. Uh, That's what you should do,
0: really. All you got to do is, I mean, if you really want to win big in the stock market this next year Mm -hmm. is follow... Nancy Pelosi's track record Pelosi's net worth has increased by 140 million since becoming Speaker of the House in 2007. That's an average of nine point three million dollars a year on a two hundred thousand dollar salary. And there's actually uh, if at Pelosi tracker, right, they track it lags. Yeah, they
1: track her her positions. Yep. Yep. But it only tracks it when the filings happen.
0: You had an interesting stat, though. She's what? Top five or top six? She's in, in the top six
1: in in of Republicans or Democrats, but the five people above her are all Republicans. So I just, I like to play fair. That way I can always talk my shit. Nancy Pelosi is not the worst. She's the worst Democrat, but she's not the
0: worst of
1: the politicians. She's who are
0: riding that loophole. Correct. So that leads to prediction... Number three, will members of Congress be banned from stock no. trading in 2023?
1: Nope, but they should. They shouldn't be allowed to do anything except exchange-traded funds and mutual funds. They shouldn't be able to do options. They should not be able to do um, uh, um, individual stocks and in companies. Absolutely not. The simplest thing that you can see to that is like when Nancy Pelosi, again, I'm, I'm not trying to bring beat a dead horse, but she kind of looks like a dead horse. Uh uh-huh. But she got offered the pre-IPO shares to Visa back in 2008, okay? Visa, what we know about it today, was not what it was in 2008. It was just not. And it was in the middle of a financial crisis. That was a highly speculative uh, purchase option going on there. She has made a lot of money off of that and vehemently denies that there's anything wrong with her taking positions like that or other ones right before legislation comes out in that area, it's just it's clearly insider trading. And if I was to act on insider info, or if anybody else with a license was to act on insider info, we would lose our license and our livelihood. So I just don't I don't agree with you know what is for thee is not for me type type crap. Yep. And playing you know she's the lamest type of wealthy person because she she is wealthy and tries to pander to poor people and and, and essentially just talks over poor people in and, and talks circles around them and things they don 't understand and so that's how she's kept her dominance. The nice thing is she's done in four days is it four days four days dude she missed she made her last speech 31st? yeah, she made her last speech ever she brought us from January sixth bullshit of course uh, she um her face looked like it was falling off her skeleton when she was getting out of there. <laughs> I can't wait till she's gone. She's just awful. Her that's one less crazy, crazy, crazy liberal that we that's off the books. She'll be replaced by somebody of of her own caliber, though. So that's something to keep in mind. Who do you think is going to replace her? No idea. I don't keep up with politics. Mitch oh yeah already, i'm not gonna lie though i've said it before he, should, he should just switch he the has hair. the softest neck skin area i've ever seen he looks like jabba the hutt He's he does like offspring. it's unbelievable i've never seen somebody with a puffier Th- throat i want to know what gobble he, is, yeah is, i
0: honestly want to know what it looks like when he lays on his Gobble is it's incredible. unbelievable and 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 when he sounds just he doesn't like look like you there's ever say. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He he uh
1: he doesn't look like he's ever had a speck of hair on that thing. Like he waxes it.
0: It's smooth. He like, may
1: have had he yeah. may have had some laser hair removal. <laughs> I mean, it is soft. <laughs> Sorry to go
0: off on that. Dance. Will the digital dollar launch in 2023?
1: They've been saying I think, 23, 24. I think it will yeah? Because I've I've heard that the big banks are all kind of working together. Chase. Uh, what is it chase bank of america hsbc bny mellon all all getting together to to really push towards the digital side of banking which i don't think is going to be too crazy because most everybody i know does most of their banking on their phone or their computer yep phone first computer second because your computer is a phone Or mm-hmm. uh, excuse me your,
0: your phone p- is a computer sorry same, vice versa
1: um I, d- I don't think that's going to be too crazy. What is going to be crazy is the implementation of the digital dollar. How does digital cash work? And then why would you, d- you know, why not just use a credit card? <laughs> I still don't get, because mm-hmm. now it's even easier to steal. In my opinion, if it's digital. It'll yeah, tr- Easier to trace, obviously, but easier to steal. I would rather you just steal somebody else's money that I can use for no cost. I still think credit cards are just the most magical thing if you know how to use them, so how does it work? Do I just like i'm gonna type in I have three thousand dollars in my wallet right now and it yep. just removes from my ledger on my bank account balance and then I can just put i don't get that that is something that somebody else that's smarter than me will have to figure out, but I do think it's gonna be cool that I can i i do I do look forward to a cashless Cash is a is a uh, liability and a burden to carry around now. Especially, I mean, I got my thing on the back of my phone, right? I can't really carry too much cash. So it's in my back
0: pocket. It's a, it falls out. But you're you're bringing up a good point. I feel like they're gonna have to they're gonna have to simplify this in a really big way because. Not saying we're the smartest people on planet Earth, but if 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 I can't wrap my head around how this is going to go down and how it's going to be safe and how it's going to be convenient and simple and scam free and all this extra stuff versus like me touching something physically, then the person who is... You know, not the sharpest tool in the shed is going to really struggle with it, and the adoption of it and the utility of it. This is how people it's, felt it's, when credit cards came out, though. And so same like, kind of same thing with crypto too, in a, in a big way. Like crypto, I don't understand it, so therefore I don't so use because it because
1: it's not. It, it was never going to be. It was never really implemented by by governments. Yeah, uh, the Barclays card, if you remember, back in, uh, in England, that's where that, that was the first kind of hey. They didn't even sign people. Up. They just put it in the mailbox. It was like, here's some money on this card. If you spend it, you owe it to us. And it worked out great. They figured out people not only will pay you if pay you money that they owe you. We can make a little profit on this, and we can front people money to use it on our. And then companies say well, we make profit when you spend our money. So how do we entice you? That's when you get American Express with the lounges and the points mm-hmm. and the cash back and the here's your dining credit and here's your discount and here's your access to tickets. It's earning the right to, to, for you to spend their money because they're profitable through merchants that way. So I think, again, that was like, if you would have told somebody in the 60s that most people are going to transact everything on a, on a square with numbers on it, and it wasn't their money, they were going to spend somebody else's money, but they were going to pay them back within 30 days, that was like, why would somebody take a 30-day loan? That's what they would have said. Yeah. So that, that type of concept was completely foreign. Um, but quickly adopted because they just had to say, well, I see that bike and I know I see that other person, let me jump on it and ride it a little scary. But once you ride it a little bit and you figure out it's not so hard, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. It is going to have to be explained. Cause I, I honestly feel like it's what's so different about a debit card or why, Like, why do we have to have a, why do we have to have a dollar? Why can't they just, it's just, it's in my, it's on my debit card or my credit card. That to me, it's kind of already here. Mm-hmm. Like Digital banking is already here. We just don't call it a digital dollar. We just call it a dollar. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's going to be so earth-shattering. I think it's going to be some changes, but I don't think it's going to be crazy earth-shattering or anything like that.
0: So let's shift over to the economy a little bit because obviously what goes down in the economy is what trickles into the stock market, what mm-hmm. trickles into real estate and you know everything beyond. So big one that obviously indicates future pain, recessions, unemployment. Will unemployment break above 5% in 2023?
1: No. Why?
0: Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group, who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are going to fill up fast. And trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's my first five zero k.com you can head over there check out the program see everything that it entails submit your application to join and i can't wait to connect with you soon
1: unemployment's not going to increase by 50 percent in 150 percent, and that's another way of saying that mm-hmm. there's not going to be 150 percent more people unemployed in 2023 than there are right now and it's the unemployment thing is such a, a a stick with a fucking carrot on it. It's unemployment to the credit of whoever, who cares. It's at one of the lowest. Oh, no, it's ever. Joe Biden. Joe Biden is claiming that shit. Sure, I'll, Joe Biden, thank you. It's at one of the lowest percentages it's ever been, ever, ever. So I don't get what this, all this. It, unemployment could double. No effect. I mean, unemployment used to get to like 9%, y'all. 2008, we were in the teens. Teens, there was two numbers in front of the, in front of the percentage sign. That is when we hit, the, like shit hits the fan. The, te- the layoffs that are happening are in the tech sector. And I, I know, God bless everybody that's in the tech sector listening to this. I don't mean anything bad to you. But you don't, you're not a huge implementation in the U.S. economy. You're a service. So when people get laid off in, in SaaS industries, mm-hmm. who cares? It's just one less person driving income to Google or net. Their stock price will go down. That's exactly, that's all that will happen because they're a digital product. There is no, nothing physical to be, can you touch Google? I mean, you can touch their buildings and stuff. But you can't touch Google. It's a search engine. It's an aggregator. they they're right. just gonna lose revenue and they will lay people off and they'll give out less free lunches I mean that's literally all that's gonna happen. who cares when people get laid off in the tech industry respectfully it's when people start getting laid off in industry mm-hmm. is when you need because then there's not physical there's not jobs and the opposite is true there's so many freaking open jobs they can't they can't hire enough people that's the root. we have a hiring problem because we have people that transition to sitting behind a desk and not having skilled labor and we have a ton of skilled labor needed so that that's the issue right now that's really the honest to god issue Mm -hmm. there's no recessionary indicators that are saying oh yeah we have low unemployment we have high," and people are getting uh, laid off in the tech sector so that's a big issue absolutely not google could not exist and it would be totally fine bing would finally become something but it's just like it's like what What is, it's just not a big deal. It's really not a big deal. If Netflix, love me some Netflix, but if it didn't exist, your life will continue. Walmart, problem if they don't exist, right? Kroger, problem if they don't exist, right? Chevron, ExxonMobil, they aren't laying people off. They're hiring people. So until that stuff happens until areas of the market actually start to crack and I mean seriously crack because there's going to be layoffs to a, a certain degree because mm-hmm. uh, inflation is higher still. It's not a big deal. The news is just trying to get you to watch. I mean it's it's honestly in circles of serious investors it is laughable to talk about inflation being a problem until it breaks 6% unemployment. Unemployment, excuse me, when I just say inflation. inflation. Same. Just
0: kidding. Unemployment. <laughs> Unemployment. Well, that leads us to a question. <laughs> the next question for inflation. Will yeah. we see inflation back down below 5%? I've already
1: seen it. That's the craziest part. It's, at, it's below 4% right now, even though the Fed will tell you it's not based on... Because the funniest part is, and I was trying to explain this to my father-in-law, he goes, how come... They use lagging, you know, the lagging indicators. I go, I don't know, because in December, what was happening in August has zero relevance anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I'm looking at
0: August numbers to make decisions in December. Why, why do they do that? Do you think that's just to kind of buffer and control the narrative a little bit more, to have more control over psychology and action? And then the same
1: reason people dictate, dictate the, you know,
0: kind of the, the future. It's because the same if reason was, real estate doesn't have this, a ticker, right? Is that, no, is that what you're getting at? No, I was going to talk about real estate, but I was going to say it's the same reason people
1: think that you have to have 20% to buy a home because that's the way it was originally and used to be. Mm. And they're not educated and they heard that one time and people like to hear things and feel comfortable and run with them. So, Clarifying the question though, where were we going with it? Yeah,
0: just is are we going to see inflation drop below 5%? It's already below that uh,
1: based on leading indicators. Um, it's what's going to happen is you're going to see the rate on interest rates were rising and the real rate hit each other. And once they touch, they'll start to go, start to go down with the lagging indicators. Housing prices, shipping container cost, fuel prices, everything that they use for their old equations are now back into the territory where they need to be. That means that right now, for November and December. When they look in February, they're going to see that, and they're going to have to make a policy with that effect. And things don't look like they're on the up. They look like they're on the down. Now, commodity prices should stay high through 2023. That was Goldman Sachs pick of the year for asset class. Last two years, I have held two commodity ETFs personally they pay massive dividends. I'm like a 47% dividend yield on one, like a 19% dividend yield on the other. Great rates of return. I made like a 97% rate of return on one in 2020. Awesome, 21, excuse me. Awesome place to put your money just for very short periods of time because commodities generally suck. Um, I don't know if it's my number one pick. I think if you're a long investor, there's much better picks because mm-hmm. there's things that are just at a steep, 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 steep discount. If you're a short-term investor though, I would say, and we're we're of the opinion too, value in commodities and industrials um, and consumer staples as a whole is going to be one of the better places to be. Um, financials, for some reason, are still lagging, and that's a head scratch for a lot of people. They don't know why. Financials have still not caught up. That's still that's a little bit of a misnomer out there. I'm I um I still like financials. I'm not overweight in financials by any means. I'm equal weight or underweight, but um, I do like financials a lot still.
0: Will rates get back below 5% in 2023?
1: Yeah, I do believe so eventually. Probably like towards the very end of the year because I still am sticking with my Q3 is likely when uh, cuts are going to happen. And I think the first cut, they're going to be real sweet and sexy and do a three-quarter percent cut. And that's going to be just magic to the real estate market. Yeah, I think we'll... But then I think they're going to go, they're going to be mean and they're going to go three-quarter Quarter, 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 because they're going to milk that cow for as long as they can because they got to get the balance sheet back stabilized.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they'll go below 5%. I'm still trying to decide if we'll be lucky enough to see them below 5% next year. Realtor.com predicts mortgage rates to average 7.1% by the end of 2023, which I thought was egregious. Yeah, way off. uh, Which is way higher than the National Association of Realtors predicts 5.7%, which I think is more in the ballpark. I think really we're going to have a much better Mine idea is, after Q1. You
1: would be able to qualify for a, not APR, a rate below 5%. 4.99, that could, for well-qualified buyers, maybe even a jumbo product. But I'm talking 30 years. I think you can get a 30-year loan. Under five. Yeah, not the APR though. Yeah. you
0: And maybe you could buy the rate down, obviously, if people... Oh. Be crazy. So, That's you and I were talking. How far do you think home prices will drop? 13% in 2023. You're going with the big one, three. 13%, y'all. You heard it here about two months ago and you heard it again. So, Realtor.com said, regardless, in almost every market, we believe prices will remain above 2019 levels. So, yes. even if prices do come down, we should still We'd be ahead of where they were pre-pandemic. It'd be there, yeah. MLS data shows 40% of sellers have adjusted their home price downward or offered concessions in the last 60 days. Lawrence Yoon of National Association of Realtors predicts that home sales will fall by 7% come on, in uni. 2023 with the majority of that slowdown to occur in the first quarter. So here's where I think there's some real opportunity is we're still going to see, especially like in, in the markets that saw massive booms and price appreciations just going crazy, right? Your Phoenix is your Las Vegas is your San Francisco's. I think San Francisco is down 12% year over year right now. When, If you can time, and I'm not, I I never like to time the market, but I think there's some opportunity to think about the strategy behind this. When rates drop and there's still this sentiment, because sellers are now starting to come around that it's a buyer's market, that inventory is increasing with, you know, inflation still high, with rates jumping up, and they're, being a need and a desire for certain people to sell their home or to sell their investment property if you can be in a very bankable position qualified right cash on hand partners dialed in whatever it may be bankable to get loan bankable to get debt and you're in the the game right you're making offers you're paying attention to the asset class you like you're looking in the markets that you want you're analyzing deals I think there's going to be a really great opportunity in 2023 when the rates start to cool down a little bit, right? You're talking about that pop. If you can get in a little bit before then or right when that happens, but this sentiment, which I think is going to be sticky for a while with sellers, that it's a buyer's market and it'll probably stick for a while to find some really great opportunities that you know weren't getting... You know, the five or ten offers that they thought they were going to get right out of the gate, that psychology and mentality is going to create some room and in, in a window, I think, for certain people to get in and snag some really great properties or investments well under what that baseline threshold is probably going to end up being, looking back in hindsight, that you got it way below market and they sold it way below market because there was still that fear in the marketplace and you rode the wave up so i think that's something to pay attention to now of course i still think we're going to continue to see inventory increase in 2023 more hardships going to increase in 2023 will housing starts continue to struggle in
1: 2023 yeah yeah because uh That's like the easiest one. Builder, uh, the the Builder Confidence Index is below, you know, the 50. 12 months, well, 11 months consecutively decline Until it gets above 50 or probably around 55, 56 again. I'm going super bearish on uh, new housing starts because they're still finishing up a lot of stuff they started 18 months ago. Yep. Two years ago. There's 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 more under construction
0: than ever before right now. Yeah, there's houses like finishing up on my street still. And it's just drastically slowed. You got labor shortages. You've got lot shortages. You got higher material costs. You've got lending issues mm-hmm. with, you know, a lot of the debt markets really constricting over the last six or so months. Um, lumber prices have eased from record highs. Construction costs at the end of the day, though, still remain 14% higher due to shortages and other supplies you got steel you got
1: some of these. they'll never go back to the same because it's like taxes once they figure out they can squeeze it out of you they're going to keep squeezing
0: you on that end yeah it's not transitory no no so i think that'll be interesting and national association of home builders said um, they expect housing starts to drop by double digits in 2023 as the economy improves in 2024 the housing market will gradually come out of this slump that is expected in 2023 and they're just talking about kind and of
1: this th- the, the, real for,
0: estate reset. Yeah, for that
1: long. There's never been one real estate recession that I can think of when, if you apply current macro economics, that would last more than 12 months. Yeah. It just doesn't exist. So,
0: so, what do you say to the person that's going, okay, if it's going to be less than 12 months, what should I be doing? How should I be thinking? In the course of 2023, when it comes to my dry powder and investments, you—how um, do I say this? I mean, I wouldn't like you
1: were saying earlier. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like I'm going to put all this money aside just to buy real estate. I like I said, I like to have a game plan on everything. Like I'm going to earmark this amount of money, and this amount of money is going to be for real estate stuff. I'm going to earmark this amount of money; it's going to be for my traditional stuff. I'm going to put this amount of money into my policy. Then I'm going to use my cash when I need to. I'm going to access private money when I need to. I'm going to access um, hard money when I need to. I'm going to access my policy if I need to. That way you always have dry powder. There should be never a time, you're not a real estate investor if you have to save for dry powder because it doesn't exist if you're a real estate investor. You have private money, you have hard money, or you're already capitalized. So you can't be a real estate investor without like two of those three things, I would say. Yep. Um, And that's where I think a lot of people, the fallacy is like, they just think that it's like a switch. And like, I'm a real estate investor, so I need to start investing in real estate immediately. Not really. It's you, I want to be a real estate investor. How do I educate myself so I can be a good one? Let me continue working my regular job. Perfect. I know what to do now. Let me go mentor under somebody and watch them do it so I can actually see it in process because it's one thing to read it. It's another thing to do it. Now I have those two things done. Let me ask if I can work for that person now. Let me actually get my feet dirty and my hands dirty. Step four, maybe 18 months, 12 months down the road, whatever. Now let me have that whole time I've been saving my money. Now let me take everything I've learned and and apply it and see if I can be successful. And then if I'm successful, then let me be a real estate investor. Because it doesn't work out for most people. It really doesn't. It's kind of crazy. No, it's it's like most people get into it. They buy a house. They go underneath on it. I saw a guy uh, on Twitter just got straight freaking boned. I mean, nine ninety three, and he purchased a house in uh, California, nine ninety three in July. Listed in the MLS for one two five. After putting one hundred and ten thousand into it in September, just recorded last week for a million.
0: For oh, million dollars, okay, but he's going to lose money. On oh that? yeah, for sure. Holding yeah. costs. Four I mean, that's that's part of the. And I love the the journey that you talked about, right? It's like philosophy it's, is number one. Time. Philosophy is one. Learn, read, you know, get as much experience as you can digitally. You know, then there's the proximity piece, which is like getting around other people that are actually doing it, so you mm-hmm. can witness it in a certain, and through a certain lens that you wouldn't be able to read in a book, sit in a conference, you know, go into a mastermind event. And the last one is, is experience. You, you gotta deploy and employ the knowledge that you've learned and just take action. And that's where you're just gonna, you're either gonna win or you're gonna learn. But if you don't, I mean, I look at a lot of the times, I, I'm sure you haven't won every trade you've taken in your career. We but you've learned time. every trade in your career mm-hmm. and you continue to put more data points up on this board that allows you to connect more dots, have a clear picture and a more confident, mm-hmm. yep. you know, precise action to take next, which aligns with your goals. And that's the game that you want to play is being in this for the long term.
1: Yep. I know too many people, me and Matt know mutually a lot of people that are in the real estate industry and are transitioning into different roles of, of lesser because they bit off more than they can chew it's not it is not hard to make money when everybody's making money i, mean, I don't know how much
0: more easy yeah we talked about a lot of people this year that oh yeah we're living high on the hog that we're you know making grips of money by being aggressive but also aggressively ignorant because they just didn't know what they didn't know they were just in a good market to then when the market shifted they didn't have the proper skills, experience, and really just humility to say, I just, I was winning off of luck and the fact that I was in the game, which there's nothing wrong. And that's the beauty of also being in the game when the market is on a bull run. But when it shifts to the bear, like it's been viciously these last six months, yeah. not only have people lost all of that ground, they've lost all that ground and then some. Yep. So I think this is a good question. Will there be a recession? in 2023 or will they in air quotes whoever they is admit the recession passed already in 2022
1: i think that it's finally people are going to have to swallow the the pill of that we were in a recession in 2022 cuz so i do not see again i know there's a lot of data um that says that we were we're we're you know there's a recession coming but you have to like Let's put that in a box and let's take a step back to last September when when everything started to go down. Was there any indicators that said that anything was bad then? No. Not one. So now they're bad and they're saying well now that's going to lead us to this. What have we been going through? What if what if, what is what is what we've been going through? It's a technical recession. It will not be a recession recession because unemployment won't go crazy we won't have an absolute crazy 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 sell off in the stock market. We won't have um, people, you know, destitute in the streets. But it's going to be a good pullback and it it's
0: 2020 wasn't net, wasn't good enough essentially. So would that be another technical recession? Like could we I think there's going to be another technical recession where it like we
1: can't be we're already in it. It's just going to end. It's going to end around March of next year.
0: Okay. Yeah. Look at
1: theta if you chart off September, uh, if you chart off 2021 uh, as 2008, excuse me, 2022 as 2008 and 2023 as 2009, the, the charts from a volume, from a moving, from a everything standpoint, they're almost living in lockstep. Not that that's going to happen, but a lot of the same stuff is happening, right? It's, it's, a, it's our first time dealing with this set of problems. Um, March of 2009, Obama was in the Rose Garden and he told people to buy into the stock market mid-March. That was literally the bottom of the stock market. Um, a lot. I'm not saying that that's because of that, so is this. Uh, past results are not indicative of future results. But the past is a really good roadmap of probably what's going to happen. And so I would say we're now, we're under the 100-day mark for when we should be on the turnaround for uh, the stock market. Uh, real estate market should follow second as it normally does. A stock market starts the downward trend. It ends before the real estate market. Real estate market catches up. Stock market rebounds. When the stock market rebounds, it, pre- it puts pressure on the bond market. Then interest rates go down in the bond market because people are putting their money into equities. That relieves pressure off the fixed income side, lending, uh, you know, giving people money, lowers interest rates, allows them to cut interest rates. Then people are going to start buying homes again. There's your formula for balling like you fucking know like what you're doing. <laughs> it's really not that super difficult, but if that is the, that's the formula of how the stock market goes. And that's why bonds and... Uh, equities are normally inversely correlated. And like this year, uh, like in 2008, if you owned the bond market, you made about 14% that year versus if you owned the stock market, you lost about 55. So there's a normally inverse correlation. This year you own bonds, you're down about 13%. You own stocks, you're down about 22, 23. So it's, it's not a great time, not a fun time to be investing. It's not a great time, Ryan. Not a fun time to be investing. But it's, it is a good time to be buying quality assets because they're at a really deep discount. And if you're like me, you buy stuff, people are like, oh, when do you sell? Never. Mm-hmm. I never sell. I'm the guy when you hit sell, I'm buying. I don't sell. I buy and I hold. I all, almost everything I buy pays a dividend or I'll pass through the long-term or short-term capital gains. I don't day trade anymore. I used to, I don't day trade anymore. I don't week trade anymore. I don't month trade anymore. If I buy something, I'm buying it to hold it. And then it's going to pay me. It's like little, I buy little tiny houses.
0: And that's the beauty of having a plan, right? Is that's why Ryan and I go over obsessively the financial plans that we're rolling out for each other and how they collectively work together to one, kind of build a moat and protect around the areas that when one... Is struggling, the other one is either hedging on that or capitalizing on that, and vice versa. But looking at the real estate, looking at my life insurance, like you talked about, having your banking relationships, whether that's private money, hard money, other equity partnerships and individuals who've got cash that want to invest in opportunities, continuing to invest in your financial plan long term, you know, looking at life insurance as a vehicle to lend out of and play the arbitrage game. There's so many ways when you set up the proper financial plan that most people will look at you sideways when you ask them about these things or when you talk about these things. So if you're looking at me sideways right now and you haven't thought about some of these things, talk with your financial advisor, Mm -hmm. right? Talk with somebody that you invest money with on your wealth management side, text in the word x-ray to 844-447-1555 to connect with Ryan and his team to strategize and think some of these things through. Get on my deals list. Text the word deals to 844-447-1555 because we'll have more opportunities that will at least continue. You grow into the conversations that you're a part of. If you're a part of the naysayers, the pessimistic, the complainers, You're going to be somebody that continues to adopt that mindset and ultimately takes action based on that mindset. Vice versa, you look at the people that are looking at opportunistic, you know, buys, seasons, relationships, environments, you're going to be the same person that grows into that type of conversation or environment too. So just keep that in mind of how critical it is, especially in times like right now, good old Warren Buffett, the contrarian thinker of, you know, when people are fearful, right, be greedy. And when people are greedy, be fearful. These are the times that you really want to think about that psychology and that mindset when it comes to the wealth building opportunities that we know are coming in 2023. So I'm going to close it out on this one. Do it. Will Ryan go to Napa more than 20 times in 2023? Probably. (laughs) That was a rhetorical question because I I know your ass is going to be out there. I'll be there with you at least half of those times. Yep. Yes, I will. And uh, it'll be all for business, of course. And if you guys want to participate in at least one or two of those with us our wealth wine and dine event in Napa, we're going to have dates, more information. This is like a five-star experience. You will not get into these wineries, these wine cases you should, you should, less than $5 or $10,000 easy for yeah, the experience that we making, put together, you know. I will just put this out there. These
1: are these if you come with us on that trip, we love everybody. We just want everybody to have able to take advantage of the experience you should be have you should have some serious discretionary income because yeah the a lot of the things that was happening last time was when people want to take home some of the wine they don't realize that some of the places we're going it's very exclusive, very expensive. We have private chefs coming in, we're going to iconic areas and iconic places, we have a private driver, we have satellite TV on the car when we're going. We have all sorts of cool stuff it normally comes at a very, very, very steep cost. We get it at an extreme discount because of my, me and Matt's connections in Napa. And so you should have a couple thousand dollars of discretionary income above and beyond your ticket price when you come. It'll be I just want to, people keep it. asking me, the number question is, how much money should I have? Is like, we don't pay for your place to stay. Napa is not cheap. The ticket costs are not expensive, but there we know that they're not cheap. But it's, we are making zero profit on the ticket cost. Yeah, we costs. tally up the, the total cost. We figure out how many people we can do it, and we divide it by that number of people. That is how we come up with the cost. Yep. We don't increase it by a percentage. There's no margin for us to make any money. We are literally doing it to try to get really good
0: people together in a really fun place. We've never had a bad time. Yeah, and the next one's going to be even better better than the first one. So if you guys want more info on that, just text the word EVENTS to 844-447-1555. Head over to MillionaireMindcast.com for Mm -hmm. all the show notes, all the resources, all the other cool stuff that we have available to you, our Millionaire Mindcast listener. Guys, happy new year. Happy new year. Close out 2022 with a bang. Mm. Get ready to make 2023 one of those best years. I want you to look back on 2023 as... One of those years that you legitimately, in five or 10 years down the road, say, I completely changed the course of my life, my family's life, my future family's life in 2023. Because I wish I could have said that. And I did on a much smaller scale because I was young in my investing and entrepreneurial journey. But looking back, I wish I would have done 10x of the action that I took in 2010, 2011 than I did. And yet I'm grateful that I did because I wouldn't be in this position right here today. 2023 is going to be one of those where I'm going to take 100x action. Mm -hmm. And I want you guys to be able to take advantage of that too, to have that mindset, and that mentality of how much opportunity, how plentiful the upside is going to be for you to completely change the game for your business, for your employees, for your family, whatever it may be, whatever your why is, whatever you're going after this is that year so with that being said we appreciate you guys don't forget to hit that subscribe button leave us a review if you enjoy the show share us tag us on social media whatever it may be and with that being said keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to million and beyond and (laughs) And we will see you guys in 2023 cheers cheers y'all well that wraps up this week's episode of wealth building wednesday be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is, you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your ax, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free, so be sure to take them up on that x-ray, one word, fifteen fifty five. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high-net-worth individuals, Be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing and to have a whole whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you wanna know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next week, Keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a Million and Beyond. Cheers, my friends.